Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hello and uh, welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman and alongside Double Ashes winner Steve Harmison looking back at every day of England's Test Summer. Day four of the first Test at Lords between England and New Zealand has just come to a close. Another intense day which fluctuated throughout. Loads to talk about including Rory Burns, Tim Southey and Ollie Robinson. You're listening to following on. So, if you're listening to the podcast, you probably know by now, England stumbled and we're in real danger of being bowled out for less than 200 at one point, losing Joe Root first ball of the day and then three wickets with a score on 140. They had Robinson and Burns and some sloppy fielding to thank uh, for the reason that they weren't bowled out for under 200. They actually ended up with 275 and then it was over to New Zealand who batted the evening session and were given absolutely nothing by Broad, Anderson and Robinson again, uh, with the latter really impressing. Uh, he took the wickets of Conway and Williamson, New Zealand, ending up the day uh, with a uh, healthy lead, but nowhere near the one they thought they'd have at some stages. Um, let's uh, get on with the, uh, the show and we'll start with Story of the Day. Story of the Day. So, Harmy, for me, story of the day is not about Rory Burns. It's not about Tim Southey. It is about Ollie Robinson, who uh, is making a pretty good case for himself, um, going at less than a, a run of, uh, and over, taking two big wickets as well, uh, and really impressing with uh, his line, his length, his aggression. Um, fantastic spell of bowling at a stage in the game where you could have forgiven England. You've got no chance of winning. Um, just releasing their grip on this match. They didn't, and uh, it was very impressive from, uh, from, from Robinson in particular. Yeah, you, you're saying no chance of winning, but I, I think if England can come out tomorrow morning and bowl the way they've just bowled, I think, I think winning is potentially still could still on. If England bowl um, in New Zealand out before lunch, all of a sudden it's game on. Bear in mind, we've got 98 overs in a day. 
Um, England will probably have to chase in excess of 300. Um, we need a we need a collapse from New Zealand just and to fast forward the game for a result. But Robinson has been fantastic. We have to we, when we talk about Ollie Robinson, we and when I say and when I say and I don't mean this in in any other way than just cricket in terms. He's this week for him. He's been absolutely magnificent, magnificent. We're not hiding or putting to bed what happened with the off-field stuff. But Robinson's character this week for me has just shown that the boy's got a future in the game. You know, tough uh, Yorkshire, grit, termination, work out the situation, find a way to bowl on the surface, put the ball in the right area, get some pressure. He's not extreme pace, but his height, his height gives him that little bit added extra for me to talk about the always pigeonhole the Wokes, the, the the Broads, the Andersons. All these bowlers can't really play in the same team. But actually, Robinson's height and his accuracy gives him a little bit more uh, where you feel as though you could play them all in the same group. So I think he's been fantastic. I thought he batted brilliantly. There'll be a lot of people say, well, it was a, that was a false shot how he got out. But at the time... You know, he had just done a rebuilding job. He's 42, not out. I thought he, he's there. His match has been brilliant. His match has been brilliant. If it hadn't have been for the, for the other stuff, I, we're talking, you know, we're, we're shouting from rooftops. We think we've got a cricketer for the next four or five years. Um, but I think when you when you put that in the melting pot, his actual cricket is is better than better than what he's because of the mindset. The mindset you have to go through playing international cricket is just, you can't describe it. You know, what happens during a test match, before a test match, during a test match, at the end of each day's play, the, 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 the scrutiny and the rigmarole you have to go through. For that, makes this, this what's happened to him this week even more shoo-in for me for test matches to come around the corner if the ECB don't act and don't act too severely. So he can be proud of what he's done on the field. He can we can say you could be ashamed of what he's done off the field. But we, we're talking about cricket in terms. England have unearthed somebody here who I think could go to Australia, give India some trouble and go to Australia and have another positive tick in the box in the polling department. For me, that 30 overs of England was the best I've seen England, seen bowlers bowl for a long, long time. Broad and Anderson were brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. You know, Jimmy and, Jimmy and Brodie have played for far, for, for far so, so long now. And they've bowled, they've bowled a hell of a lot worse and both walked off with Fifers in this last in this last one and a half innings. Mark Wood bowled beautifully. He only bowled four overs, but he bowled, he bowled with pierce. Yeah, he bowled, he bowled very, very well. So all in all, I still think England are, sl- are still got a slight chance in the game. They have to bowl New Zealand out probably before lunchtime. They have to take you know eight quick wickets, less than 120 to really stand a chance of winning the game. But they've got to still believe, and I still, I still think there's an outside chance that England must turn this game. Yeah, we spoke to, or rather you spoke to Ross Taylor, didn't you? And we were looking back at the match in 2008 when Ryan Sidebottom took a hat-trick. And in a way, yeah. that did New Zealand a favour because it sped the game up and it actually took their declaration out of the, out of the game. Yeah, in a weird exactly. way, it would help New Zealand's cause in terms of winning the game if they could... Um, if there was a, a carrot dangled to England on day five, rather than England coming out and just shutting up shop for two sessions, having just over two sessions and maybe 240 to get or something. Um, that would be a pretty incredible last day. But anyway, we shall see. We shall see. Um, so, yeah, good points about uh, about Ollie 
uh, Robinson. Uh, how did you uh, how did you judge Rory Burns' innings? Because I mean, I, I'm out with a, a friend of mine during the lunch break. He said there was a few groans in the crowd. He was he only added 13 runs in the morning session, and it was a little bit strange. I felt that he inched his way to 91. He was he should have been out twice, obviously a missed stumping and a, and a drop catch. But then as soon as Jimmy Anderson was joining him, he like flicked a switch and he scored about 40 of without without blinking. Does that kind of thing get noticed, do you think, in the dressing room? Or is it just fair? Fair's fair. There was wickets tumbling at the other end. He just had to play the, play the game situation. I think it's a situation. I'm not going to... I'm not going to... Uh, I've said many times on, on TalkSport and a lot of across our platforms, and I've, I've hammered Rory, Rory Burns for you know, the innings is getting out and stuff like that. But how can you hammer somebody who's got 132? He's got 132 out of 275. Got to give the kid a, a huge amount of credit. He stuck at it. Wickets fallen all over. Shots played that shouldn't have been played. Zach Crawley played a poor shot. Dan Lawrence played a poor shot. You know these are things that these are things that are going on around you. I know Lords wasn't full, but it's going on around you. Tim Southey bowled unbelievable. Mm. So did you know Jameson and Wagner. You've got to dig in. You've got to hold. You've got to earn the right to score. And that's why I keep telling kids. Keep telling kids. Earn the right to be positive. And you're earning the right to be positive means when it's tough, you have to dig in. You have to really say to the bowler, no matter how good your good ball is, I've got me a good shot. I've got my good defence. I'm going to let I'm going to let you bowl all your good balls. And then once you stop, I can then cash in. Fair enough, he put a few on with Jimmy at the end and he, you know, he relaxed, you know, loosened the shackles and off he went. You've got to give him a massive amount of credit. I don't care if he only got 13 runs in the morning session. He got 13 runs in the morning session when there was four wickets. Four wickets fell in a test match at Lords. Pressure's on. You dig in. You try and get your team to the best possible score you possibly can. If he gives it away for 65 or 70... Possibly given pelters, but the kid got 132. Nah, not for me. Brilliant innings, fantastic innings. He got England closer and closer and closer with Anderson because he was in. He gave himself the chance to score them runs. So for me, nah, there's no negative tick in the negative box for me for Rory Burns. I think it's a massive positive that he scoring runs. As well as that, this kid's playing for his place. Now he's playing for his place because. There's a people like me, former England cricketers, have said the top order's not firing, it's not working, it's not getting any runs. Joe Root is constantly in, 20 for two. All that baggage has come with it. To get 100 at Lord's first test match of the summer sets him up brilliantly. So fingers crossed that Rory Burns can kick on from here because that's what England need. England need that. They needed him at the top this morning to stem and hold things together. Him and his partnership, Wally Robinson, was brilliant. And I thought the two of them got England into a position where they're potentially still in the game. If we hadn't lost a deer, they're still potentially in the game, have the chase of mammoth fourth innings total. But at the end of the day, the boy got 100. He's on the honours board and he deserves all the credit he gets. So well done, Rory Burns. Another man on the honours board is Tim Southey. I mean, he's, he's a master of the art, isn't he? Um, especially with a new ball. But today he was operating with the old. It wasn't a, a new ball. Um, it, was a, it was phenomenal at times. Uh, absolutely unplayable. He was. He was brilliant. He's, he's New Zealand's version of, of, of Jimmy Anderson, of Stuart Broad, because of New Zealand don't play anywhere near as much Tex cricket as, as what England do. 
Um, but Saudi has been an absolute, he's been a champion for, for New Zealand cricket for, for many, many years. And when you get relatively favourable conditions, and it wasn't bowler friendly by any stretch of the imagination, but using the slope, when you've got the slope, and this is something that you can't really comprehend until you're on it, that you can use the slope. Talked about Jameson yesterday, bowling, bowling away swing at his height to Rory Burns. You use the slope to your advantage. And I thought Saudi does it. Glenn McGrath did it brilliantly uh, during my time. Andy Carrick did it very, very well, bowling from the pavilion end. Um, there are bowlers that do enjoy bowling at Lords and bowling with that slope. And Tim, Tim Saudi did that six for 43 off 20, 25 overs. And you see a book at the new ball there. I did see a stat, I think, from the overs of thir- between 30 and in the last five years, between the overs of 30 and 80. I think the average is something like 21 in Test match cricket. That is a that is a ridiculous stat because he plays predominantly with a kookaburra ball, and that's when the ball is doing absolutely nothing. Rock all. Fair enough. We're playing with Dukes. Different, different ball, different game. But full credit, he bowled brilliantly. And another one on the honours board, and we can be proud of what he's done in this Test match so far. Potentially getting his team in a winning position. Can he in the second innings have enough time to potentially? bowl England out and get him, get get an honours board victory because that honours board is great but it only counts really when you get a victory Moment of the day Okay we've talked about uh, a lot of the positive stuff today but there were a few moments that weren't quite so uh, impressive uh, you know it's actually a, a peculiar match in so far that it seemed to be um a batting pitch, I, I suppose, for one of a better better phrase. But two ducks in the New Zealand innings, and um, four of them, I think, in the England innings, yeah, including four. including uh, Mark Wood. Talk me through Dan Lawrence and also James Bracey, because when they went back to back, 140 for six, um, and it looked like England were staring at getting bowled out, rolled over for under 200. And if they'd done that, then New Zealand would be about 300 ahead by now. Um, but it, there's a lot of talk, and I know we've got Stokes and Butler to come back into the side, but both of those average mid-30s. There's a lot of talk about England winning against India. A lot of talk about England winning against Australia. Not, But when you look at that batting lineup, and I include all, I include Burns, Sibley and, uh, and Crawley in there, if you take out Joe Root, that is not a batting order that is going to worry either India or Australia. No, not not for one bit. We talked about it with Neil Manthorpe on the collective a couple of days ago. Um, this batting unit, I think 75 test matches between them, taking Joe Root out, um, is an experience. So you have to give them a little bit of time to yeah. to get used to test match cricket. Doesn't get any tougher than New Zealand bowling attack, even without Trent Bolt in India. Um, and I don't want to be doom and gloom and hammer some of these young lads. But that batting lineup won't win. That won't batting lineup won't win many test matches if they keep batting and making decisions like they are. The one thing about Rory Burns is 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 innings today. His decision making was brilliant. It was excellent, fantastic. You lose your captain first up. All of a sudden, the the opposition are up for it, and you 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 you're, you're straight away on the back foot. You have to come back. You have to counter punch. You have to have the mindset of coming back in the game and the mentality it's the mind more than anything else these kids can play no doubt whatsoever no doubt Dan Lawrence is a good player no doubt Ollie Pope is a good player fantastic player 
But the mindset is what is the difference between the good and the great. I've always said it. I'm a massive golf man. You know, you watch the, you watch the pros play golf. Every single one can hit a 300-yard drive. They can draw it. They can fade it. But it's just the same people that play the majors and they play the, fight, the back end of the majors and they play the big tournaments well because between the left and the right lug is what counts in this game. And I thought of some decision-makings today which would worry me going forward. Dan Lawrence was a poor decision. Zach Crawley yesterday was a poor decision. All this and a knock-on effect. Yes, Stokes is coming back. Butler, I'm not saying the jury's still out on Josh Butler, but sometimes he's, he's a bit hit and miss. Uh, I thought Bracey, he got a decent ball. He played around. I mean, you could see he played a little bit around a straight one, but he got a half-decent ball by a very good bowler, test bowler on test match debut. Give the kid a little bit of a little bit of leeway, but if this batting lineup consistently starts, consistently makes decisions like what they've been making over the course of the last sort of 20, 24, 48 hours, we ain't winning many games because we can have. I'll say it again, England have just bowled thirty overs, and it's as good as thirty overs I have seen from a four-man bowling attack in a long time. I thought they were brilliant, but if you are constantly getting two hundred and seventy-five in your first innings and less. India will get 500. Australia will get 500, especially in Australia with the Kookaburra ball. It'll finish Jimmy Anderson's career. It'll finish Stuart Broad's career. They have to book their ideas up with the baton. Have to. If not, it's going to be a long or it's going to be a long nine months for English cricket. And I don't want to be doom and gloom, but I just see some of the decision making from some of our younger players. Don't you've got to earn the right. To build an innings. Graham Thorpe must be telling them that. Paul Collingwood was the best at it. Paul Collingwood is an assistant coach in England. I played with him for 20 years. Paul Collingwood wasn't the most naturally talented person when it come gifted in the field, you know, but when it come to batting, Paul Collingwood earned the right to play cricket shots. He was there for a long time, grinded people down, waited for the bad ball. This is what needs to happen. And yeah, you can talk about 2020, white ball, whatever. We're playing test match cricket. The game lasts for five days and you have to earn the right to put yourself in a position to win a test match. For me, today and yesterday, some of the decisions were really, really poor. That concerns me. Bring Ben Stokes back. It's been happening for a while. You can bring Stokes and Butler back. Will it change much? I don't think so. We have to earn the right and be big enough and bold enough and man enough to stand up with your chest out and get through difficult passages. Because at the minute, we're just seeing three good balls. It's like club cricket. Three good balls and here comes a wicket. Happened today. It's happened far too much for England's top order recently. It has to change. If it doesn't change, England won't win. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. 
But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number 1 in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Lol of the day. Okay, well, look, much has been said about um, uh, Colin de Granholm's ridiculous hairstyle, but it, it does bring into, uh, brought, brought into my mind some of the, uh, the hairstyles that you have played alongside and if you were to look at your entire career which ones would you say rival his in terms of the ridiculousness i imagine that uh, ryan sidebottom may feature right cities was at least cities was consistent you know ryan sidebottom's hair was consistent he's still got it now big sid he's is a, he's a beauty hoggy had one or two in different ones oh yeah um, that's a good shout forgot about him peterson what he was doing oh, with that? Oh, you're right. No, what that was, was doing. That uh, was the that worst one. Been, that must have been the South African in him. Yeah, oh. it must have been the South African in him because yeah, he, he changed yeah. the colour a couple of times, which didn't at, really dampen it. At you know? no, at no stage in no country was that hairstyle fashionable. No, it wasn't fashionable. <laughs> um, so he had a, a couple of guns. There's even a couple now. Yeah, the, some of, some of my former teammates have got more hair on their head now than they had when they were playing. I can think of the old England captain with that rug on his head. Didn't play with Graham Gooch, but he's got a full head of hair now when he was bald at 25. So, look, it, it's great. You you look at Shane Warne and uh, Mark Waugh when when I was growing up. Heroes, you watch them, the mullets that they were on. Um, you know, Chris Chris Waddle, when it, you know, the football, Kevin Keegan. It's He's different, Colin Dogger home. He doesn't see, seem as though he's a man of, of many words, but... He's obviously got a sense of humour with a barnet like that, and you know, fair play to him. He's he's getting some stick for it, but uh, I tell you what, he's he's a good cricketer, Colin de Grandal, and he balances this side out. I think he's showing in this side that New Zealand have got. All joking aside, how much we miss Ben Stokes, how much we miss Ben Stokes, because as much as the four lads have bowled well um, in this thirty overs, we we probably rue the chance of playing the spinner, and without Ben Stokes. Um, it's a, it's a different game. It's a different it's a different balance of our side. So the Grundholm does help their side because he just bowls one side of the wicket, no great pace, but he holds an end up, gives the bowlers a chance to have a rest. Wagner, Jameson, Southey to come back. Uh, he's he's a he's a tidy tidy cricketer, Colin de Grundholm. Even if he's got dodgy barnet, he's uh, he's a proper cricketer. What is going to happen tomorrow? Okay, to wrap up, we're not going to talk about what's going to happen tomorrow because uh, you've kind of mentioned what you think could happen. Um, yeah. 
What I want to ask you is what do England do in the second test match? Because there was a lot of talk that Anderson wouldn't go back to back. Mark Wood very rarely goes back to back and possibly Ollie Robinson isn't going to be selected. So he can't go back to back. Let's assume that Robinson isn't isn't available for the second test match. Who do England go in with? Um, Well, I think... I think England. Well, I think Broad being named vice captain means he's playing both games. Yeah. So Broad's playing. So we. Ollie, we Ollie Stone. Ollie Stone on his home ground coming in for Mark Wood would appear to be a an obvious decision. It is, but I still play Mark Wood. I still think he's all right. I had a text message. I, 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 I had a couple of messages off him with him asking one how his body was, two how well he tell him how well he bowled. Um, oh, twenty seven overs in that first inning, so. He has, but he's only he's bowled thirty one. Was it? He's bowled thirty one overs in a Test match over the course of five days, with a day off in between. I think if he bowls nine, ten tomorrow, you're looking at 40, 40 overs in a Test match. It's it's not bad. It's not a massive amount. I think it's just enough. I'd give him another go personally. I think there's more value in trying to play Mark Wood again. And maybe he's leave him out of a couple of the, the one days that are coming around the corner. Mm. I think yeah. England need I think England need to play Mark Wood as many times as I possibly can in this in this test in this test summer while Archer's not playing because we potentially go to Australia and Wood has to play. Archer has to play in, in Australia because we need Pierce. So for me, I'd stick with Wood, I'd stick with Broad. I think if I think there's a ban coming for Ollie Robinson as much as you know, I still think the embarrassment of having to apologise on your test debut for something you did eight years ago, even though it's severe and it's it was idiotic what he tweeted and it's wrong, I still think they'll they'll ban him. I'd actually, I think that's punishment enough for me. But I think he's going to get banned. So Overton deserves a chance. I think Craig Overton deserves every chance of playing that next test match because, as much as I would like to play an extra pace with with Stone on his home ground. I think Craig Overton has gone away. He's worked on his game. He's asked the selectors what I need to do to get selected. And he's done it. He's done it. He's got fifers. He's got wicket. He's got, you know, he's got a good bag of wickets over the course. He's got overs under his belt. And he's got a few runs on the board. So he's a natural replacement for Ollie Robinson at number eight. And I think you have to play a leech. I think Edge Baston will be flat. I think it'll be flat. We're looking at 18,000 people. Cynical me and keep calling these chief executive pitches, but this will be the flattest pitch that Edge Baston has produced for a long time for me. This thing will go five days because counties will want to get their money back after the coronavirus, and rightly so. They've got 18,000. They'll want to get 18,000 in for five days. So if it's going to be that flat, England need a spinner. Do not go in with four seamers. Go in with a spinner. Back your three seamers. You've got Joe Root in back up. Um, and that for me where be I think they need to play Wood. So because of that, even though you're you're one less bowler, you're putting pressure on Mark Wood. Play Mark Wood and then give him a little break between the one days. Um don't play him in every one day game. That's coming up after that. And I think England will benefit that for the test summer coming forward. Brilliant stuff, Army. Well, look, um, you and Neil Manthorpe uh, will be looking at back at the uh, conclusion of this test match, also looking at all the county championship uh, fixtures. I see that uh, Gloucestershire lost against Leicestershire today, which uh, is good for yeah. me as a Surrey fan. Um, so, uh, yeah, you're look, looking back. Cricket Collective returning will be on TalkSport 2 
but also released as part of the following on podcast. Thanks for listening to the show. You can download uh, via the TalkSpot app or on Spotify, Acast or Apple Podcasts. Hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Biparcel Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparcel Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.